I, Shredder, the most feared villain in the city, have a confession to make. I hate music. I know what you're thinking. How can the leader of the Foot Clan, a man who has dedicated his life to evil, hate music? It's simple. Music is all about joy and happiness, and those are two things I have no use for. I see the world as a dark and dangerous place, and music just makes it seem even brighter and more cheerful. It's like a slap in the face to everything I believe in. So next time you're listening to your favorite song, just remember that I, Shredder, the most feared villain in the city, hate it. And I will do everything in my power to make sure that no one else enjoys it either. Today on the show, Turtle Month continues as we talk Teenage Music Ninja Tunes. Hello and welcome to Drinking Geek OST. This is a show where we drink beer and listen to geeky soundtracks. This episode is featuring the Two Toms Brewing Company's Blue Raspberry Starry Night. And I am player one, the Duke. I am player two, Saf, and the track you're listening to is the title track from the original 1987 animated series. Heroes in a Half Shell. Is like the quintessential Turtles theme song. Yes, it's the most iconic. And fun fact, it was written by Chuck Lorre, the creator of Two and a Half Men and The Big Bang Theory. Oh, wow. And the turtle voices you hear saying, totally radical in that, are actually Chuck Lorre doing an impression of the turtles. Uh, and the reason why we picked the Blue Raspberry Starry Night is because it is a Van Gogh Starry Night. But the connection is all the turtles are named after famous painters. That's right. So if we uh, want to talk about the beer before we get into the music, it is a 4.1 ABV uh, Beyond Van Gogh collaboration beer. Funky with light tartan tartness and condition on blue raspberry soft serve and Kool-Aid mix. A weird combination. <laughs> yeah, it should be interesting. I always thought it was like vanilla soft serve with like a blueberry beer, but yeah, this is interesting. Blueberry soft serve. The color is amazing on this can. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's it looks exactly like the painting. I know it's a painting. I'm allowed to discuss color of paint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was looking at the beer, so you're right. <laughs> well, the beer is a weird <laughs> color too, but we'll get to that. Yeah. So on the can it says it's a pastry sour, which is good. But then it just has the, hey, this is a blueberry, blue raspberry starry night. And then the rest of the can is literally just a starry night. It doesn't look like there's any, like, artistic freedom being used in this. Yeah, you would like, think they is... could add something, like the stars or hops or something, just yeah. to make not it make it a ripoff. Specific to a beer and not just using the artwork. But <laughs> it's still beautiful design. Yeah. There's a reason really it's is. a... Uh, like a very expensive painting. <laughs> right. But yeah, that's the entire can from edge to edge. Yep. Really is not much to see. If you don't know what this is, go Google the Starry Night. <laughs> <laughs> then that's the can. Hey. Now we can talk about the color of the beer. It is. 
very seafoamy green. Yeah, it was a light green, and then like I swirled the can, and then a bunch of blue poured in to make it more of like an aqua color towards the end. I still have a. Oh yeah, look at that. There's like a bunch Ah! of blue at the bottom. It's weird. Like it settled. (laughs) Yeah, that's the Kool Aid. Yeah, I bet. I don't have enough room in my glass, or else I would do that. But it it did start off with like a uh, like a pour. If you've ever had like a a green high C or like green Kool Aid, mm-hmm. and you're just like pouring ecto cooler type thing. Yeah, exactly. And it kind of looks like it's pouring clear, but it's still green. Like you're drinking like coolant or something. <laughs> and then what I just poured right there, it looked like. Uh, the blue freeze pot that melted yes. and it's just kind of like dripping into this thing. That's fascinating. It's a little bit cloudier. Colors. At first I, th- I was going to say it was like a turtle face color, but yeah. then it added that blue, which really changed it. It's not quite yeah. a Leonardo blue either. No, it's not. It's very, um, I do not know how to describe this. This is a <laughs> fascinating color. I don't even think we have anything that would remotely resemble it on no. our SRM scale. In our weird colors. Mm, no idea. <laughs> yeah it's like it's a blue green uh, yeah it's not, it's hard to really nail down to anything geeky but it is what it is smell wise it definitely smelled blueberry when i popped the can yep like a candy jolly rancher for sure there's also like a like a milky smell to it too yeah like that like a like an ice cream if you have like soft serve ice cream mm-hmm. from like mcdonald's or something you're gonna have that a crispness but also like very milky and that's pretty much all I smell. Agreed. All the Kool-Aid. It sounds like, or it smells like it's going to be on this more sour tart side, which is to be expected, but I guess we'll find out. Yeah, here goes nothing. That is smooth. Yeah, it's like sour once it hits your tongue, but then after you swallow, it does kind of like mellow out a little bit. It's not like a lingering sour flavor. Yeah, but there is a there is an aftertaste that is yeah. just kind of sitting there. It's like that oh, creaminess from the ice cream or something that balances a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like their Mallow series, how they add a little bit of sugary sweetness to mask the sour. Yeah. I was going to say it kind of tastes like um, sugarless Kool-Aid as well. If you, yeah, oh, yeah. You know, just pour the Kool-Aid into the jug of water. <laughs> Before you then... add like three scoops of sugar to sweeten <laughs> You're like, ah, oh, this is terrible. Let me add all the sugar I have. <laughs> yeah, that, that flavor. Definitely getting that, but then there's yeah, like you said, the the sourness is overtaken by the the soft serve part of it. Yeah, it doesn't completely mask creamier. it, but it does help even it out. Yeah, it's kind of adds like a creamy element without mm-hmm. it being like creamy. I wonder if more of this blue stuff added will change. If it will yeah, change the flavor at all. Yeah, definitely change the color. It is now an aqua marine yeah. color for me. Kind of matches the K on your hat. There it is, cosmetic. <laughs> <laughs> they have that but the ones i'm seeing on untapped are a lot more slime green looking like it didn't have that blue poured into it oh wow all the little glasses i guess maybe it does, go ahead I, I was gonna say maybe it didn't like store very well in the kegs uh, or whatever the all the blue yeah. is at the bottom it needs to be constantly stirred up yeah something like that i was gonna say speaking of untapped there are 85 ratings and a 3.52 average it's pretty on the lower side for their sours. I feel like they have usually pretty high scores. Yeah, this one wasn't like readily available. That's that's true. Allison did check this in. She said it's super thin but good, and she gave it a 325. I checked this in. 
I said it's sour and it's a pastry. But you didn't give it a but score, so that's a I mystery. Didn't do a score. It is a mystery. I'll give it a new check-in later. This first guy I see, Dave Baum. Very floral, pretty light, and no maltiness at all. Nice raspberry flavor, 375. I wouldn't expect it to be malty if it's a sour. Right. Yeah, Alexa underneath his has that nice green flavor. It's brighter. It could yeah. be the light in her room in the room at the bar or whatever, but it's definitely not ours. It's almost like he'd line the can with Kool-Aid before pouring this in. <laughs> yeah. And then Abby M has more pictures. Those kind of remind you of like the key lime pie sour. Oh yeah. With how green those are. I think the one on the right is key lime because I could see a K on the board. So it, it's like almost identical. Really close, yeah. Uh, she said smooth and sour. The raspberry comes late, uh, but it is so delish. delish. 3.5. Must not be so delish if you give it 3.5. I said blueberry earlier. I didn't mean blue raspberry. The blue raspberry Jolly Ranchers, very strong flavor. But then the one under that is like dark, dark blue, like the luau Oh, yeah. <laughs> so what the heck is that? <laughs> I wonder if it really does have is something the bottom to do with of the how well it mixes. Yeah. So that's all the left. So, wow. Everybody's probably going to have different flavors when they check them in, depending on where they are in the keg. Because that person who got, like, that dark-ass blue, she gave it a five. Yeah. So that's probably where all the, like, Kool-Aid flavor is or something. <laughs> Tastes like mom's Kool-Aid. <laughs> Imagine I don't know. I wonder if that's more sour or less sour as the darker they get. Oh, I don't know. I feel like it got more sour when I got more blue. Yeah. I wonder where the green color comes in. So if you're using blue raspberry soft serve and Kool-Aid mix, the Kool-Aid mix is most likely like a blue raspberry Kool-Aid, which mm-hmm. is a dark blue. Uh, unless like the the sour under beer or beverage was like a green color. Yeah. Like the goldness of the beer mixed with the blue or something yeah. and turned it green. Fascinating. Uh, we should point out for first-time listeners, if there are any, Dustin and I are not sour drinkers on the regular. We sample them every now and then, but it's not our go-to. It's not something we love. So uh, that'll probably show in our final scores. All right. I'll start this show. Uh, we got – I actually put a rating on this one, um, which is, I guess – fair uh so instead of a blank rating i gave something <laughs> i said uh it started the poor green and ended blue not really sure what to make of the color is a bold blue raspberry on the tongue complemented by a smooth soft serve finish i gave it a 3.75 very good score yeah i mean i would drink another one of these i'll be honest it's not too overly sour all right, I said there's a little sweetness that comes with the added soft serve with a tart blue raspberry uh, Jolly Rancher flavor that – those are probably my favorite Jolly Ranchers, I would say. So I like that, uh, but since um, – just based on the how the beer poured and how like all of these different beers are looking on untapped, there's kind of a – luck of the draw it seems with the flavor so it's not very consistent i would assume uh but i gave it a three and a half just basically i don't love sours uh, this one uh, two times does a pretty good job of making a drinkable sour that's not overly sour and this one has a decent flavor so if you like that blue raspberry flavor i think this will be a, a good one for you it just depends on how deep in the keg they are how sour it might be once you get it now let's get into talking about some of the music. 
This uh, first one is called Turtle Power. It's from the first live-action movie. It's like the licensed tie-in song. Yep. Um, it's performed by Partners in Crime. Crime spelled K-R-Y-M-E. I always got like a TMNT plus like hip hop vibe. There is a lot of hip hop tie-ins. It seems. I mean, I guess in the early '90s, rap was on the rise, and they kind of pounced on that trend. This is a pretty decent rap song for the time. Yeah, I like the beat. It's kind of like MC Hammer was doing a bunch like the Adams Family and stuff, Ghostbuster soundtrack, so it was a trend all around. Yeah. The underlying music of it too kind of gives you like a Go Ninja, go ninja, go. Sounds a lot like go ninja, go, go ninja. Uh like a James Bondy thing. Oh he does, yeah, I agree. Go. I'll just move it on to Another one of these songs to get through them real quick because I got a bunch of video game songs to get through. I just wanted to throw in these couple honorable mentions at the beginning. You can't have a music episode if you don't talk about the Vanilla Ice exactly. cameo. <laughs> the ninja rap. Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go from Turtles 2, Secret of the Use. The whole freaking music video in the middle of that movie. I remember watching the VHS, and there was, uh, after the movie, I think, a little behind-the-scenes making of of that music video and that scene with Vanilla Ice talking about it. It's such a funny dance that goes along with it, too, where they're just, like, bobbing their head back and forth. Yeah. I, I, I think this kind of, like, I don't know, cemented my like for Vanilla Ice. <laughs> yeah. Like, I already liked it. And then this song came out. I'm like, yeah, this is yeah. It was, I think it was by the time this movie came out, his career had already ended. Like, people were already yeah. done with the, his one big hit. Right. Let's get to some video games. We have all heard this song before. So let's talk about what we really came here to talk about with the video game music. Perfect. Here we go. We got our 8-bit registers now. Yep, this is from the first uh, NES Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. This is just the title theme. It's interesting as we listen through these, how many times you hear the Turtles in a Half Shell type, that meter or whatever that referenced yeah. in these songs. And you just hear the... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, John Funahashi is a Japanese composer who worked for Konami. He started with music composition in the mid-1980s and also helped Konami improve their NES sound driver. He continued writing music for Konami's games up until around 2000 when he became a music director for Konami Computer Entertainment Hawaii, Inc. He currently lives in Buffalo Grove, Illinois with his wife, Tonoko. Oh, it's an M or an R. Tomoko, sorry. And it's still confusing music <laughs> to this day. This is just another song from that game. This is the boss battle music. It kind of goes hard, and I enjoy it. 
over the NES sound chip. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. I liked how they pushed the limits of the music that a bit capabilities. Yeah. I didn't I forget which year where this came out, but it's er, mid eighties and they're just going for it. Just listen to that. (laughs) I know. Like I can just imagine somebody like playing that now. Yeah. Back and and forth. It it really gets your heart pumping so it uh, it, like boss battles should. Looping back around, so let's. I think. Alright, this is from the TMNT arcade game, which is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 on the NES, but this is the arcade game specifically. Yeah. Definitely the same as before, but amped up. Yes. So the. the apparently, Sound Driver upgraded between the years of this coming out and. Yeah, last one, and and arcade cabinets have a better sound chip than the yeah. NES, I assume. Right. So if we listen to the uh, NES version of the song, it probably isn't as good, but this one's really good. Yeah, for sure. One of the former biggest names in Konami, Konami's music video game division, music-wise, Matsuko. Izumi had a career at Konami that spanned across over 30 years and four different decades, along with long-time contributions to Benami, or Ben Manny. He also worked on many non-Benami games, both arcade and home consoles alike, including Snatcher, Metal Gear Solid 2, Solid Snake, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and its sequel, Turtles in Time, with several shooters and female games. He was also a sound director for Jubeat. This is stage five from the same game. Sounds like they're in the in the warehouse. I like how they throw in a hey every t- every once in a while. <laughs> uh, I I should mention all of these first, maybe. There's only a couple of other games on this list that aren't ones Konami produced, so Konami's name is going to pop up a lot in this episode, just to, to warn you. We're going to say Konami a lot. And there's like the Konami Music Club, I think that'll be... We've talked about that in the past with maybe Streets of Rage yeah, or Sonic or something. Sounds about right. And this last song from this game is the Shredder Fight. It's a little darker than the first two songs we listened to. Yeah, because you're fighting two Shredders. <laughs> Super Shredder? Yeah, he made it like a clone of himself. Which is very fascinating. <laughs> I really like how it's kind of building here. Yeah. Very ominous. That's like a very supernaturally sound to it as well. With that little... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright, that's looped back around. 
Now we're on to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, The Manhattan Project for NES. This is scene one. Very light and easy breezy so far because we're in the beginning of the game. And it's also, since we're moving back to in time to the NES, it's a little lower quality than the arcade version. Yeah. It's still pretty good. It is really good. But it's not as powerful as the arcade. It doesn't have channel. Yeah, there it is. Uh, Yurachi Sakurai is known for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 Manhattan Project and Top Gun, the second mission. That's all I could find out on that person. But there are a couple other composers for this game, which we'll talk about when I go to the next track. This is scene four. Still early in early enough in the game, I guess, where it still sounds kind of fun and just like you're having a good time. Yeah, also kind of jazzy. Like, yeah, I was gonna say it sounds like a saxophone. <laughs> yeah, and like a trombone. Yeah, it's it's fancy. Tomiya Tamita started at Konami in 1988, where he would work on various games, including Castlevania and Goman series. In 2005, he joined Good Feel along with former Konami members, where he composed for various Nintendo titles, such as Wario Land Shake It, Kirby Epic Yarn, and Yoshi's Woolly World. In 2017, Tomita left Good Feel and became a freelance composer. I'm guessing that name came up because we talked about Kirby's Epic Yarn on the Kirby episode and yep. Wario Land Shake It on the Wario episode. Yep. Two more songs, so let's go to the next one from this game. It is the boss battle theme. Yeah, it sounded like a boss battle. It's like we are about to go into a fight. It's always like a fun way to transition between your side scrolling to like the end boss yeah, for each stage. The final screen where you have to fight a bad guy. Yeah. And coming in a dramatic like... fashion. Uh, Kozo, last guy from this, or girl, I'm not sure. Kozo Nakamura, during the late 80s and early 90s, he was a member of the Konami Kakai Club or the Konami Music Club and worked as a composer and sound designer on various arcade and console games. He was later transferred to Konami Bamani Division, where he contributed several tracks that have been featured in Guitar Freak's series of video games, as well as Dance Dance Revolution Supernova. He left the company in 2013 to form his own music brand called Elephant 15+. Never heard of that, but cool. Sounds like a mistake. <laughs> it might be huge in uh, Japan. Maybe. One more song. This is the Shredder Battle. Amping it up from the battle music a little bit. Gotta have something to set you as apart as the main villain. Yeah. Of the entire thing. 
definitely gets you amped up and ready to like kick some butt though. Or get your butt kicked. <laughs> yeah, most likely. These games were not easy. Uh, yeah, they were designed that way on purpose. They get a little easier once you have four players all teaming up to take on Shredder, but one-on-one, it's pretty impossible without, like, infinite lives or coins or restarts. Exactly. Again, I love the fast-paced action of this song. And this whole uh, 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 Manhattan Project, pretty fun game, pretty great music. It's one of the better ones on uh, the Calabunga collection. Moving back around, so let's move on. All right. We're on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4, Turtles in Time for the SNES. This one got <laughs> This is the Technodrome remastered. Well, it's music from the Technodrome, but the song was remastered, so it's a little higher quality. And I like that little ding 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 ding. It has like techno sound to it or technological yeah. aspect. This reminds me of a lot of like the racer games for the Super Nintendo. Yeah, like a like Ridge the, Racer or something. Ridge Race yeah. 64. Or the, like F Zero or yeah. things like that. Or it's very like Turtle Tron Turtle Power. Yeah. There it was. <laughs> Didn't mean to interrupt you. I just had to point it out. Harumi Iko. Better known as Jimmy Reckle, or Weckle, is one of the first composers of the Guitar Freaks and Drum Mania series. He contributed to at least one song for every game of the series up to Game Freak XG2 and Drum Mania XG2. He's well known for his jazz fusion songs. Outside of Bimani, Harumi composed music for other Konami titles, such as International Superstar Soccer 64... Bury my shell at Wounded Knee. And he still got that hey! kind of thrown in there. Yeah. Right now. He also composed uh, Gambar, Geomon, the NES ports of this Turtles of Time, and Silent Scope series. I do like the voices they added to, like, the games in general, like, when the turtles get hit, and they're like, my toes, my toes, or something like that. (laughs) Yeah, or you fall into the sewer. Who turned out the lights? Yeah. (laughs) This is kind of cute. And one more song from this game. So the International Superstar Soccer 64 kind of comes through in that song that we just listened to. Yeah. Because it's almost like a... Yeah. Like you're riding a horse or something. This is Neon Knight Rider, so we're in the futuristic level of the game. This one reminds me of the level in Sonic. Uh, I can't remember which level it is off the top of my head, but there is a level that has similar feel to this.
And this... I think this is the level in the game where you're, like, on, like, a little speed bike-type hover thing, oh, kind yeah. of floating around down... You don't have to run left to right. It's kind of doing the movement for you. So it's kind of like a half... A fast-paced song. Yeah. Or when you did jump kicks, the board stayed with you. Yeah, that is kind of weird. Uh, Kazuriko Ohara is known for Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid 2, Substance, Snatcher, and Hybrid Heaven. He's an additional composer or sound designer for the game, but that's the only information I can find on them. But overall, this is a fantastic soundtrack. But we have to move on. Now we're at the Genesis era with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles The Hyperstone Heist. This is called Turtle Swing. It's kind of similar to the TV theme, this yeah, part right here. Hundred percent is, and it's like a callback to. Here's what everyone loves. Yeah. Let's add this music to the game. Jazz it up a little bit. Yeah. Still has like that kind of Sonic feel to it. I guess now we're on the Genesis, so it's the same sound chip. So maybe that's yeah. why. Yeah, Ma- I was gonna say it does sound like Sonic. <laughs> Lupin, uh, we got back in the sewers. As you listen to that, I will say Masahiro Ikariko is a Japanese composer and sound designer best known for his numerous works with Konami. He originally joined them in 87 as a part-time job, but later started working for the company full-time and was assigned to their MSX2 and computer games. His first job at Konami was for the MSX game Hainotori, He's also known for soundtracks like Snatcher and Metal Gear Solid 2, Solid Snake. In the 90s, he started working on Konami console games, including works like Pop and Twinbee for the Super Nintendo and Sunset Riders for the Genesis. Again, this is a pretty good like uh, jazzy feel to it. Yeah, it does, yeah. You can totally tell, def- like, a Genesis chip for sure. Mm-hmm. It's about to end, so that's why I stopped reading, but I have a little bit more, so. And now we're inside Shredder's HQ. That's what the song's called. Uh, around 2000s, he started to receive credits in the company arcade games, but was usually credited for sound design as opposed to music. Additional composers include Yaichi Takamai and Kayora Kanoki. Which I think we might have. The percussion in this. Some of these people pop up more than once. Not as uh, terrifying as I would expect being in Shredder's headquarters. Still kind of fun, but the turtles are fun, so that's fair. Yeah, with a little bit of a darkness to it, but it's still not like horrifying or anything. It's fading itself out. That means it's over. 
This is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighters section, and this is the NES version. There are three versions of this game. I've got a couple tracks from each one, I believe, and because they're completely different games, essentially. I mean, they're fighting games, but they're, they play a little differently, and they have different music. Junichiro Kanada is known for Gradius 3, 1989, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighter, 1993, and Trick Trap, 1771, or came out in 1988, which is confusing. Ayoka Nishaki was one of the many composers and sound designers that worked for Konami. She is also known for X-Men 92, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighters 93, Asterix 92. This is the same game. Uh, That was, first one was Fight 1, this is Fight 6, so different levels that don't have level names, but... We're still in the same game. But all these fighter games so far sounds a lot like just playing the missions. Yeah, it's not much different from the arcade style games. You would anticipate something that would be, I don't know, more high intense... But there's more high intensity in some of the Shredder boss fights than <laughs> yeah, that's they true. right now. Chill music for fighters. Alright, let's go to the SNES version. This is what I'd listen to when I played yeah, this game for Dukin. This one's called Enter the Tournament. Feels like a staging song, like like as you're picking your fighters. Like a, yeah, that's what I was about to say. maybe it is. I like that drum beat it's got. Yeah, it's kind of almost got like a guitar riff or like a bass, nice bass line to it. I think out of all the consoles, the Super Nintendo might have my favorite sound chip, but that's maybe the era I was playing video games. It's yeah. got that nostalgic sound to it. Yeah. I would venture to say I like the SNES better than I like the N64 sound chip. Yeah. Agreed. Let's go to the next one. This one's the Cafeteria. I think it's a blood pumping a little bit. Yeah, it does. It's a much uh, faster melody than the last one. Alright. Haito Inu is known for Hybrid Heaven 99, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game 89, and this game 93. Also, Kazuko Hira and Hirami Uko, which was from the previous game we mentioned up there. Uh, Turtles in Time. Looped around. Now we're at the scrapyard. This is definitely the fight music I was hoping for in the NES version. Yeah. It's got a similar overall feeling to the previous songs, but it does change a bit to make it more exciting. So you're not listening to the same song at every level. It's got a cohesive feel. 
Again, a nice bass line that's going through it. Mm-hmm. Slap it a bass. <laughs> Slap it a bass. Yeah, that is a very intense bass. <laughs> Okay, and I got one more from this game. This is NOH stage. No stage, I'm not sure what NOH is. This one has like a more Japanese theme. Yeah. Almost like Mortal Kombat. Yeah. For sure. And definitely high intensity, blood rate, pumping. Previous tracks sound more like Street Fighter, and this is more in the Little Combat era. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get that. I was gonna say I get. I totally understand what you're saying with that. Yeah. Okay. This one also seems like very lavendery town for Pokemon. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A little spooky and scary. Now we're on to the Genesis version. This is the intro. This this part right here reminds me of NBA Jam. Let's get ready to rumble. But this part doesn't. Just that intro. When you turn the game on? Yeah, it's almost over. It's just like a quick like teaser for the game, but it's a nice little tune. Now we're on Donatello's stage. It's got like an elevator music kind of feel to it. <laughs> yeah. Miki Hahigashino is a Japanese video game composer best known for her works in the Sukoden series. She's first became composer she first began composing video game music as a student employed by Konami and contributed to various minor products, often uncredited or under the alias Miki Chan or Miki Chang. Uh, these very weird instruments. Yeah. Kind of like Star Wars-y tavern. This is April O'Neil's stage. A lot more intense than you'd expect. Yeah, that's right. She's a fighter in this one. <laughs> yep. Even though she couldn't fight to save her life at all in any of the movies. Just like a darker or like deeper tones than you would expect from an April stage, but yeah. Still got a nice beat to it. Kind of like a more of an adult sound. Yeah, really fun of this part section here. Uh, Additional info on the composer. Her substantial early works include the Gradius soundtrack in collaboration with the Konami Kuki High Club in 1985. Hagashino has been involved in over a dozen projects and compilations. Great music here. 
this song really evolves from the, we're still on the same track and it's changed a lot since yeah i started playing it almost sounds like you switched it already but you haven't switch it now this is ray fillet's stage ray fillet <laughs> must be a villain i don't know that guy one of the fish men or something Right. The fly. The fly is Baxter Stockman. Ray is a mutant manta ray who sometimes oh. becomes an alloy. Ally. An alloy. Ally. <laughs> Should have guessed. With the name Ray. I just really like this part from the song, so I had to throw it in here. It is fun. Like a pop song. Yeah, I could really see like Taylor Swift or somebody. So, you know, like, <laughs> more like Owl City or something. Yeah, for sure. This definitely sounds like Owl City right there. <laughs> uh, this is the ending last song from this game. Sounds like a very celebratory track. Yep. You won the tournament. Maybe, uh, hopefully you didn't lose the tournament and then you get this music. Yeah, but like, oh man, I got my ass kicked. <laughs> Celebrate. Oh, now I want to dance. But I can't, my ass hurts. <laughs> what is that noise? That background, that, that, like, yeah, I really yeah. like that. I don't know what it is. It yeah. almost sounds like a voice of something. Yeah. Like the Animal Crossing voice. Like some kind of like lizard person Frog or something. Yeah. Got one more game to talk about, but I got a lot of music from that game, so we should get to it. This is from Shredder's Revenge, the newest Nintendo or er, Nintendo game. They just used the theme song, but they did remixed it and got a new voice vocals. Yeah, it's an actual, like, singer. Which makes sense because the voice actors in this game are the same as from the cartoon. Oh, yeah. So it really ties it all together. I did not know that. Well, like we already this. did once today, so... Yep. <laughs> I just wanted to point that out. This one is... The Wrecking Crew. Definitely sounds like we've heard it before. Oh, there it is. Shredder taught them to be ninja teens. <laughs> it does have elements of those other games we've listened to yes, already. Totally. And you'll, I'll point out a song later that is basically a retread of a previous song, which is awesome that they call back to previous arcade games. It still has that same like sound of the theme song. It's really great. This one's called Jawbreaking News. Sounds like a Smash Brothers theme. That would be cool <laughs> if the Turtles were in Smash Brothers. Yeah, like a little cameo for a game or something. 
Tiago Lopez, also known as his alias T. Lopez, is a Portuguese music composer, voiceover artist, singer, arranger, and DJ. He is most recognized for his musical remixes of Sonic the Hedgehog songs on YouTube, as well as being the composer of the original games in the series Sonic Mania. Lopez is one of the composers on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge, which is like Streets of Rage 4, The Brawler, published by Dot Emu. It's awesome that he started out making his own Sonic themes, and then he got to compose a Sonic game. Oh, yeah. Crazy would that be? A lot of people got their start by just doing whatever they wanted to on YouTube. Yep. Check out the next track. That was really great. This is Big Apple, 3 p.m. So this is the song I was talking about. I'll show you. We'll go back in time. But once you get a feel for this song. I mean, it definitely sounds like a more, like, jazzed up intro music. Yeah. A little bit. A little rocking section here. Rock section. Hey. All right. Let me point this song out to you from Turtles in Time. This is Big Apple 3 a.m. as opposed to 3 p.m. The same starting point. It's wonderful. Well done, T. Lopez. <laughs> and there's multiple examples of this. This is just the one that popped out to me when I was listening back. All right, let's get back to Shredder's Revenge. This one's called Inner Peace. I can see, like, meditating or something. you're walking through a cave almost yeah it kind of has that echoey sound of a cave and like dripping yeah that like noise kind of sounds like dripping yeah especially in the turtle movies where you're s- snowboarding into new york city <laughs> there's got to be caves with yeah, you know, of course. frozen water and stuff in your I mean, sewers maybe sewers are cave like maybe This one is called King of the Spill. This was a huge soundtrack. It's got like 40 songs on it. Oh, wow. I narrowed it down to like my top five or ten, somewhere around there. (laughs) I gave my top 35. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's a really great, like, overall soundtrack. Just, like, the yeah. throwback nature of it, considering, like, this came out in 2022, I believe, and it's got, like, that kind of 16-bit sound and visual that mm-hmm. go together so well. It just makes me want to pick that game back up and beat it. <laughs> it's really pleasing music. Yeah feels like you're back in your childhood playing those old arcade games. Yeah. There are some like, lyrics. I don't know if I got any. Mall meltdown, so... Malls are very 90s. 
Yeah. It does have that like kind of pop feel of the mall. Yeah, you have like the yeah the eighties and nineties bring back to the mall. Let's go to the mall. And especially in the third Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, it was in a mall at the beginning. Yeah. Now that you do mention Streets of Rage 4 earlier, and I see it, I read it for the Cabraler by Dot Emu, but a lot of these songs kind of do sound like that. Yeah, that game also had a really great soundtrack. Let's go to the next one. We've got a couple more here still. Okay, I think this is one with the lyrics, I believe. This is Johnny Atma Panic in the Sky. There it is. Come on! Yeah. Kind of try to recreate the sound of a song from that era. Yeah. Like White Snake or something. Oh, I know. I think it's better if you would have just done hip-hop. Yeah. I think there are some of those on here, too. But this one, I just thought really felt like that era of like oh, yeah, rock sure. song or something. Pop rock, whatever that genre is. Okay. Late 90s. Or, sorry, late 80s, early 90s. Mm-hmm. Something on, like, the Rocky soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> Can't nobody stop me. He also kind of has the vocal range of the offspring dude. Oh, yeah. This one is called Wrath of the Lady. Very national anthem That was. That's what I thought, too. <laughs> Maybe is the lady that they're speaking of the Statue of Liberty? <laughs> New York. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Very high stakes sounding. Yeah. You're on the run. High <laughs> uh, speed chase. The first comment on this YouTube is all rise for the national crank them. <laughs> <laughs> weren't, weren't the only ones. That's the last track. Well, I do have one bonus track. Ooh, a bonus track. That's the last one for this game. Yeah, the RPMs are just super Yeah, it just keeps ramping up. I'm going to have a heart attack here in a second. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Can't handle this game. But Incredible soundtrack. This one is probably my favorite, but... All of this music on this episode has been great. All of these soundtracks are so good. Yep. For sure. It kind of reminds me a lot of Sonic, where Sonic had the Sonic sound that you got to know, but then mm-hmm. later Sonic tracks are just, like, rock songs. And mm-hmm. Just, like, people just 
banger after banger of music, and this is what this is right now. It's just what is like what is it? Crash Forty Two or whatever that band yeah. is. <laughs> Something like that. Crush, I think Crush Forty Two. Like the wave. I don't know. Any questions? I hate music. I told you Shredder hates music. Now he's gonna tell you all about it himself. Oh Jesus. This is from the live video recording of Coming Out of Their Shelves. Shells, the uh, stage musical touring thing from the early 90s. Shredder sings a song about how much he hates music. As as I mentioned in the episode that was posted at the, the very beginning of the month, I remember going, but I don't remember being there. <laughs> yeah. It's the worst. Wait, music. <laughs> this song is the worst. It is very bad, like the vocoder thing. It sounds like someone in the crowd's like, but you're singing music. <laughs> yeah, probably. You can definitely hear the crowd booing or whatever they're doing. There's a bunch of kids like in the aisle dancing. Yeah. Probably me. Let's wrap this up. It's a different theme song from a different animated series. Nice. The Rise. The Rise. I don't know which one this is. The latest one. The. Cartoon Network, you looking one. All right, if you like the show, please review us on iTunes or wherever you listen. I guess it's Apple Music now or Apple Podcast. Uh, check us out on social media at Drinking Geek Out wherever you are social. Our website, drinkinggeekout.com, has a blog there, the SRM and IBUs that we referenced early in this episode uh, and there's a podcast subscription link so you can subscribe to the podcast you can also buy our merch on Threadless or TeePublic we got great t-shirts we got a, at least one Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle design on there that you can check out at uh, drinkingeekout.threadless.com or tpublic.com slash stores slash drinkin dash geekout we also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash drinkingeekout, where you can uh, throw us a couple bucks and get a few bonus episodes. Did I get it all? Yeah, I think so. Alright, that'll do it for this episode. So until next time, game, game over, over and out. out.